four words. Tick tock. Best said in the words of Mr. Brett Redfern. Kevin, your St. Louis Battlehawks suffered a tough loss this weekend. And boys, this is the XFL Files. A new case is <laughs> open for today. Just throw that one out there. <laughs> I'm, your, on. <laughs> I'm your host, Henry Schleiser. Alongside me is Kevin Redford, Spencer Gustafson, and Ricky Weeps. We're up, down the man today. Joe Vaca, nowhere to be seen. I think he's disappeared, and we need to start looking for him. I'm a little worried. Well, this is the XFL Files. It's a missing <laughs> right. persons report. I would be hiding like if the Wildcats were performing yeah, at that right, poor exactly. level right now. He's hiding like his hometown team. But guys, 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 listen. This past week, you know, last week we made some bets for are the losing teams it was rivalry week and kevin your st louis battle hawks battle hawks got they lost and spencer your new york guardians lost so kevin we're going to start here in the studio what happened and please join the loser circle what happened <laughs> so the battle hawks rough next game was I, I feel like it played out very similarly to the way that people were predicting it Renegade, or the Roughnecks had, a, what, an eight-point? Renegade, Renegade, <laughs> Renegade. No, we took care of the Renegades. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, the Roughnecks were, what, nine-point favorites? Nine so and a half. I can't hear Nine myself in my headphones. Yeah, so. neither can I. Um, Nine and a half. So, I mean, it. they battled back at the in the second half. Jordan Tamu led a nice offense, and partially because they finally let him throw the ball a little bit after they run the ball for one yard every single set, series of downs on first down. Uh, they're one drive away. Tamu was driving through that last interception. Uh, I firmly believe that was going to be the game-winning drive, but just didn't. It just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Spencer, we're going to kick it over to the room. Your team was the other team to suffer a tough loss in rivalry week. This is true. What happened to Matt McGroin and his team? Okay, so the New Jersey Guardians deservingly slid down to number seven this week after a horrific performance against their longtime rivals, D.C. Defenders. <laughs> um, Cardell Jones lit up the defense, 276 passing yards and a double forward pass. Um, Guardians backup quarterback Marquise Williams had more passing yards than Matt McGloin. Matt McGloin. Matt McGloin, yeah. Williams had 50, McGloin had 44. And McGloin had a passer rating of 10. 10. Ooh. Nothing good came out of this game. I quit. Have a happy St. Patrick's Day. I'll see you in the summer. <laughs> Ricky, just to build off of that, the defenders broke down the Guardians on multiple levels. Emotionally. Offense was on a tear. Defense messed with Matt McGloin's head. Matt McGloin. And on social media after the game, yes. the D.C. Defenders tweeted, mind you, this was on February 15th, a day after one of the worst days of the year. Valentine's Day. They said, a late Valentine's Day card to our friends from New Jersey, Ooh. which was factually correct. New Jersey, yes. They said, you put the L in love. Oh. And this is for the love of football. Poetic. Oh. Signed, yours truly, the D.C. Defenders. Now, Ricky... We just did our loser circle, but me and you, we're winners. So I know you just talked about some uh, lighthearted jabs that broke the soul of the New York Guardians this weekend. What can you say about the actual game? What, Who do you think performed well? What went well for your team this weekend? Well, the D.C. defenders were at full strength this week, and they got DeAndre Tompkins back and Scooby Wright back on defense. So they had their three starting wide receivers in Rashad Ross, DeAndre Tompkins, and Eli Rogers, best receiving core in the NFL or er, in the XFL. Oh, 
Oh, did boy. you just? Do did I you almost say the AAF? Out? I said the XFL. Okay, good. Just checking. But they're at full <laughs> strength now, and especially with the Gunslinger and Cardell Jones, that showed. You know, it was sub thirty degree temperatures, and they were just flinging the ball like it was nobody's business. I mean, defenders, arguably one of the best teams in the XFL, but we'll get to that a little bit later. All right, so now I'm I'm going to talk about my team for a little bit. Now, the Chicago Southwest Roughnecks, who I think are deservingly the best team in the XFL, no bias there, but they completely alpha-dogged the St. Louis Battlehawks, who stood no chance. The throw-in Samoan looked like the throw-in interception Samoan. Oh, he God. threw a two tough interceptions against that vaunted Houston Roughnecks. Or Chicago... Like Chicago Southwest it's Roughnecks not like defense. That first pick wasn't completely swatted out of his arm and landed in the hands of your linebackers. Well, point is though, we we won, we got a win, we're two and zero, very happy. But guys, my team won. I think they should be at the top of the power rankings. But Ricky, what do you say? You have some power rankings for us. Do you think who do you think is at top? Do you think Houston's up top? Who, and who's the last? How do you think this all plays out? Because these are the most important rankings in the history of the show. Ricky's super real, non-biased, 100% accurate power rankings. I'm just going to run through the list real quick. Number eight, we got the LA Wildcats. The reason why Joey's probably not on the show today. Number seven, we got the Tampa Bay Vipers. Number six, we got the New York New Jersey Guardians. We're they're, starting to—they're the New Jersey Guardians now. I take a little bit of offense to that. But you should. Number five, we got the Seattle Dragons. Number four, we've got the Renegade Renegades. <laughs> Number three, we've got the Battlehawks still. Number two, we've got the Roughnecks. And number one, we've got the D.C. Defenders. And hear me out. The Defenders are at number one right now because they've shown that they can play defense very well. They had the first shutout in XFL history last week against the Guardians. And the Roughnecks have allowed six touchdowns in two games so far this season, mm. which, you know, Fair is point. second most in the league, second to the L.A. Wildcats, who have allowed eight total touchdowns on defense. Oof. So that's the only reason why I have the defenders above the roughnecks right now. Your roughnecks on defense are more like soft knees. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag soft knees. Hashtag Chicago Southwest. Uh, Chicago weak, soft knees. Uh, weak traps. There weak back. Weak back. Uh, there, yep. How's that? I like soft knees. <laughs> soft knees. Hashtag soft knees. Hashtag soft knees. Get that's it trending on Twitter. You know what? Kevin you know, just what said that. What is that? that? What, what is Twitter? Yeah, great question. We don't know what social media is. And you know oh, what? Yeah. Kevin, are you hashtag embarrassed for saying that right now? For saying what? That you – oh, wait, who's, who mentioned Twitter? Spencer, are you, hashtag, are you hashtag embarrassed right now? I'm hashtag <laughs> yes, embarrassed. Okay. Where's our, where's our owl at? <laughs> Get us the information. <laughs> the Twitter. Our messenger owl. Where, where's our Ooh. Facebook owl? Oswald. Oswald the owl, yeah. In XFL insider Oswald. He's with Joey right now. No, guys, guys. Spencer, you just mentioned Joey. I have no idea where Joey is, and that is... We should probably file a missing that, persons that, report. Yes, I think we should, but that is my second most burning question. That is the second most burning question in my head right now, but I have one burning question that has been on my mind lately since our show last week, and it's who is the most valuable player through two weeks of the XFL? I have a guy. I might be a little biased, so I don't want to start. But Ricky, why don't you start us off in the studio? In the in the room in the in the studio. Excuse me. Well, we're we're all in. The we're studio. all in the studio. We're, we're just in two in separate rooms. In the other side of the glass. Fair. Who do you think is the XFL MVP through two weeks of play? Well, I'm glad we have this nice plexiglass between us, Hank, because my MVP through two weeks, twelve gauge Cardell Jones, DC Defenders quarterback, one of the two undefeated teams in the league. 
Leads the league in passing yards with 511. That's false. Four touchdowns. It is not false. Tayama leads the league with 611 passing That's true. yards. That's not what the graphic said on Twitter the other day. That's well, what the, the graphic, graphic is said wrong. on Twitter yesterday. You just got alpha! <laughs> <laughs> Clip that soundbite. But he is a leader of the best air raid offense in the league. Mind you, playing in the, the frigid East Coast 30-degree temperature weather. Now, they're going to hit the road the next couple games. We got the Wildcats next week. So, it's going to warm up. Pan the stats. The Wildcats Dude, are due, though. They're nice. due for a win. It's going to yeah. be nice. <laughs> That's a guaranteed victory. Cardell Jones, MVP. They were chanting MVP as he trotted out to the field for the first series yeah. of the XFL in the history of the sport. So We love the fans. In the history of football, on the first possession <laughs> ever, Cardell Jones is getting MVP chance. <laughs> I'll buy that. Spencer, who you got? <laughs> okay, so my MVP so far, I would have to say, is P.J. Walker, but I'm going to change my answer for my prediction who the MVP of the season is going to be. Okay. So I think that Jordan Tayamu is going to end up being the MVP of the XFL year one. So far, he has uh, uh, 493 passing yards. He has 611 total yards, Kevin. Uh, he, yes, he's third amongst the XFL players in rushing with 109 yards. Uh, he's also completed more than 78% of his passes, including 81% on Sunday in his loss to Houston, where he almost brought them back. They were in a pretty deep hole and he almost brought them back. So I think as the season goes on, he's young. Remember, I think he's going to continue to grow and win some big games for the Battlehawks to take the MVP spot. That's true. He's like Mitchell Trubisky. He's football young. Yeah, it's just going to take a couple <laughs> more screen passes instead of one-yard runs on first and ten. Exactly. Yeah. Kevin, now, who do you, who's your pick for MVP? Are you going to lean so hometown? The M- or? M- MVP I've kind of viewed as a tertiary football league award, so I kind of swung it the way I wanted to, and that's the most valuable punter, which would be Marquette King. Marquette. Which we're learning now at that the QU is very there. It's not Marquette, it's Marquette. <laughs> no Th- taken. Thanks to the broadcast teams on uh, on Fox. But yeah, no, he's averaging like 47 yards a punt every time every time that it it's fourth and long for the Battlehawks, the camera has to pan to the left because the returner is always like 20 yards too shallow and he just booms it over their head. He's the only one who's gotten used to the skinny balls of the XFL, you know, finding the sweet spot on those, on 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 the new skinny footballs. But yeah, most valuable punter goes to Marquette. So so far, just to recap, we've got Cardell Jones, Jordan Tayamu, Marquette King, and and so I'll finish up. So guys, 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 Ricky, you're a big basketball guy. Do you remember Jelly Fam? And Jelly Fam Dimes. Isaiah Washington. Yeah, exactly. And the layups. And the layups. And it's like, hey, Jelly, and you do a fancy layup. That well, still exists. Well, guess what? We're taking that to football with peanut butter and jelly Walker. PB and J, did you see what I did there? He's been B-A-L-L-I-N ballin'. He's playing the perfect game of screw-up just enough. He's thrown an interception, so he doesn't have the super, super high standards, just really high standards. But on a serious note, he's playing really well. He's completed 62% of his passes. For a 107 rating, he's thrown for 442 yards and has thrown the most touchdowns in the XFL. Hashtag MVPJ. MVPJ. That was not a boo sound effect. We'll get the owl on it. <laughs> I was trying to get like a boo. Boo. That awful, awful PB&J. Oh, come on, guys. Don't, 
don't slander my guy like that. He's you're you guys are being tough, but guys, you know, I I, I just mentioned Jelly Fam, right? That is correct. You know, our second favorite sport here on the Expo Files is uh it is basketball. So you know what time right. it is. <laughs> We love that basketball. It's time for one and one. Ricky, I'm putting you on the spot. Start us off. What is your one and one for this past week of XFL football? So what I did like was that tackling was a lot better this week. And we started to see flashes of certain lower tier offenses clicking, except for the Guardians. And that happened towards the end of some of the games. So, you know, in the Renegades Wildcats game, turned uh, into a shootout towards the end. You saw Nelson Spruce kind of come alive. But one thing I don't like, I saw on social media this past week, Philadelphia is a destination for possible expansion. It says Philadelphia has registered for a domain name for the XFL and could be getting a team as early as next season. Uh. Possible home field locations for the team could include Franklin Field, Citizens Bank Park, or Lincoln Financial Field. This is really putting me at odds right now, but... The only way I would switch from being a Defenders fan right now would be if the team is named the Cheesesteaks, the Freedom, or the Johns. The if Johns. They, if the they Johns. play in Citizens Bank Park, because it's the best baseball stadium in the MLB. <laughs> no. Or if Ron Jaworski was the head coach uh, or involved in the front office and somehow. What about well. Sal Palantonio? You know how he's always like... I, got, I do know he's always he, like... He's got the newspaper yes. that he oh, shows yeah. whenever he goes to Philly. I spoke to Carson Wentz earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, Spencer, you're at the line right now. You've got two shots to cut the lead to 11 points, to cut the deficit to 11 points. Okay. You have a chance. What is your one-on-one? One? All right, thank you. Uh, so... I'm going to my I like the just the overall energy at these last 2 weeks of XFL football. The XFL tem- attendance was up almost 7,000 people this week with help from the Defenders, Dragons, Roughnecks, just filling the seats. Seattle hosted over 29,000 fans this week, uh, which shows me that people believe in this league. Hats off to the XFL. My miss this week is obviously Matt McGloin. Matt totally, McGroin. just totally, yes, Matt McGroin. <laughs> totally unprofessional, complaining about his team throughout the game and his bad juju just spread to the rest of the offense as they got steamrolled. Zero confidence in his coaches, literally saying at the halftime that the game plan needed to completely change. You're a guardian, get yourself on duty, act like it. Let's go. Kevin, you can cut the lead to eight. Oh, what is your one and one? Okay, so, wait, hold up. There we go. So, what I loved, Greg Olson in the booth for FS1 this weekend, very clearly just feverish, sickly in the booth. He sounded raspy, but you know what? Hurt, not injured, right? Exactly. Or in, yes. Hurt, hurt not injured. Playing hurt, 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 not or injured. injured. That is the ideal mindset of an XFL player, XFL broadcaster, anyone involved in the XFL. Well, now he's going to the NFL. The what? I hit my chair as I move on to what I dislike. Okay. Also, Greg Olson, <laughs> heading to the tertiary football league. Not even the best and most popular team in Seattle to the Seattle Chicken Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, just overtly skipped Hashtag dragons. Hashtag Chicken Hawks. No regard for the dragons of CenturyLink Field instead. 
goes into the no fun league to the Seahawks. Bad luck. Bad luck for XFL players, broadcasters, anyone involved. We don't want to be losing people to no fun. So, Greg Olson, you're very bittersweet this weekend. Put that boy on repeat. <laughs> no. Guys, guys, I can cut the lead. I can cut the deficit to six points Wait, here. Henry, how are we losing in the first place? Huh? How are we losing in the first place? Losing what? You said we're cutting because the deficit. They, scared, they scored more in the first three quarters, so they have a cap. They, they had us in the first half, not, not gonna, gonna lie. lie. Yeah, exactly. Well, Ricky, the point is, like, the point of our show is, like, we're, we're just good enough. We're not good enough to actually win. Like, a close loss, in our opinion, is better yeah. than an actual win because then we don't have expectations for the next game. We're always due for a win. So people are always, excited always about due us. for a win. People are always <laughs> excited about us, by the way. Dominic Stern, avid listener of the Expo Files, just tweeted that he is loving the voice of Joe Vaca today on today's episode. And <laughs> Shout out Joe say, Vaca. I think we're all loving that. Yes. But for my one and one, we could lose by four, guys. That's the ideal deficit. <laughs> wait, wait. We need the sound. Whistle. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was okay. weird. That was so, so weird. So what did I like? Wow. Kind of piggybacking off what Spencer said about the league being successful. The Roughnecks won the game of attendance. Now, they had over 17,000 fans come for the second straight week this week, and that is huge for the league and for the players because it shows that people actually care and that fans are interested and that the league is garnering interest and that people care about these players' No, I feel lines. like I've heard that before. Yeah. I know. It's very similar Henry. to yours. It's very similar to yours, but I'm talking about attendance. I feel cheated. How... Oh, relax. <laughs> relax. Now, what did I dislike? Now, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what Ricky did last week. I'm taking three shots. My one. Ooh. I, mine's Greg Olson, but not for any of the reasons you say. Greg Olson has this weird like hairstyle of like he has like flow, mm -hmm. but he also has a receding hairline. I don't really understand it, and it kind of confuses it's me. More of a mullet. Yeah, and it looks like he bleaches his hair blonde now. I don't. It, I, Greg, you are a great player. I'm the I'm the Chicago I'm the Chicago Cubs. You just gotta gotta figure it out again. Right, and Carolina Kitties. Uh -oh. He's got to figure it out. Uh -oh. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking. We're not talking. Uh, we're yeah. talking actual names, not the team nicknames. Now, yeah, I got it. My real dislike is I could not stand the fact that the Wildcats have not put the team up for sale. No, they're an absolute disaster, and they need to start over, top down, sell the team. Even though I don't think they have an owner. Just, it's just, tanking they, season. They in just LA. need to start over. They need the number one pick. They need to start over. They have no identity. It's a mess. Start Sean Oakman at quarterback for whatever yeah. I care. Put Nelson Spruce in at defensive end. Just have some <laughs> fun with it. Just have some fun with it. That is my one and one. Guys, we ended up losing by three today. That's pretty good. Set yourself up for success. Hey, did you, you know? guys all have fun? Because that's all that really matters at the end of the day, right? Listen, Ricky, Ricky, we're due next week. All right. We're due for one. We're due next week. We've got the whole team coming back. We're due next week. Now, we do have a little bit of, we do have a little bit of time, which is weird. Usually, we're running out of time by now. And, Ricky, you brought it up. I have one more question for you. Or for all of you to say, what are those? Yeah, Ricky's wearing some whack shoes right now, even though I can't see them, JK. But, Ricky, you mentioned a team, uh, potential destinations for an XFL team. You mentioned Philly. I I'm curious to know, what do you guys think? What are the best cities that could use an XFL franchise? Where do you think the XFL could market and succeed the most? I'm going to start with Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Beautiful football city. <laughs> it is a great football town. I think it'll give a lot of a lot of Hawkeye fans something else to kind of munch on while the college season is out. So I'm going with Des Moines, Iowa. You know, 
You could build a big stadium, maybe host the Olympics out there one day. Who knows? Iowa Cub fans would greatly appreciate it. If you build it, they will come. Yep. Jim Boylan. (laughs) (laughs) He's the one who said that quote, right? He said it, right? I'm pretty sure it was that one guy from the Sandlot. Yeah, but Darth Jim Bader? Boylan. No, was yeah, the one Darth Vader. Vader. In the Sandlot. James Earl Jones? James Earl Jones. Yeah. Yeah. always James Earl Jones in every, every old movie. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. <laughs> and, he, and he's also blind, too. <laughs> and then he swings and hits a dinger. <laughs> yep. and then Wait, hit, and are then we then talking about two complete... I'm so <laughs> lost. Are we talking about two movies? <laughs> Forever. I think we're making up our own movie. I panicked and started looking up cities in America because for some reason I couldn't remember them, and then I heard someone talking about James Earl Jones. Spencer, Spencer, what city do you think would best fit an XFL franchise? I think Miami would be an ideal place. There's there's some money to be made down there, especially in the marketing department, Bienvenido if you know what I mean. Miami. I could be. A, I think it could be a very sexy vibe that the team is giving off. I don't know what the team name the could Miami be, but Miami, I know that it's a definitely no, a good city to the, start in. The Miami Vice. There you go. My dad would instantly be a fan. <laughs> Kevin, you know cities. You're a, you're a geographical expert. What's Am your city? I? This is news to me. <laughs> oh, man. This is, uh, this is dropped on me. I mean... There's this one college town in the epicenter of America in Illinois. It's, or it's really two towns, Bloomington Normal. I think that would hold a great place. They've got Illinois Wesleyan and Illinois State Universities out there. So, you know, you can be back and forth appealing to two different fan bases, two different stadiums. Uh, a lot of corn out there. It It's definitely a good look. Lots of maize. Maize, yeah. <laughs> It's a good look for Central Illinois. I, that was or Central America, Central North America, Central Western Southern North America. But I mean, this is kind of dropped on me. So that was really just like the first kind of random area that came to my head. Yeah, that's you know that's a good answer. But I think guys, I got a place where the XFL could really succeed. Where the grass is really greener. Oh yeah, where the grass is greener, and I don't <laughs> think there is any grass actually. You guys are thinking way too inside the box. We have someone calling in. We got a caller. Oh my gosh, this is so electric. Whoa. Who is this? it? H- Hank's on the call. He's taking it. He's leaning oh. over. Jackson, I'll put you on right now. Oh, oh boy. Oh, last week's or two weeks ago's guess, it looks like. Hold up. We are joined by Jackson from Chandler. Wait, Jackson, can you hear us? <coughs> you can? Wait. I can't tell if you're on air or not. <laughs> I don't know what's going well, guys, on. Guys, is Jackson on air? Jackson, talk. I can't hear Squad. I can't hear him. I can't hear him either. Wait, Jackson, how do you use the telephone? Why did we open our doors back to this guy again? Uh, no, this is Jackson from Chandler, not Jackson. Oh, Zuber. okay, Jackson. <laughs> yes. What to? We need to get we that We appreciate out. all oh, phone calls oh, on the XFL yeah, files. Yeah, yeah. If we want to call in, we should start too. to garner a following. Yeah. Call in at 555 Tell two, I hit on and slid it 800, up. 800, 888, So, Kevin, how was your day today? What? An F2? I mean, you're putting me in a very awkward position here. I, I've been... Okay, talk There you go. Oh, there we go. go. Oh, oh. Oh. guest on the XFL Files. By the way, by the way can I just say, I purposely screwed that up because, you know, and the XFL Files, we can't be too good at anything. I do know how Especially to use the board. You missed a lot of good content. We have to be perky. No, he doesn't. We're not social media people. And that, I'm counting as social media because it's technology. So, but Jackson, welcome in. What do you want to talk about? What We were talking well, about. Well, 
Are, are you going to let me talk? Yes, talk. <laughs> we have two minutes left. Sorry, sorry. I uh, I heard you. I was listening in. You know, long-time caller, first-time listener. Um, and I was actually listening to the show. It, it was electric. We were talking about cities that need an XL theme. That's what I last heard. Okay. So I figured I'd call in and give my input. Okay. And uh, the city that I think needs a team, Gilbert, Arizona. Um, big Mormon population there, and I really feel like the Gilbert Mormons could give some teams to run for their money. <laughs> Jackson, that was that's I, I couldn't agree more. I think I'll hang up and listen. Gilbert would take would be a great city for an XFL team. Yeah, I mean, you know, Gilbert is a great city. It's also the name of the <laughs> weird. We lost him. Weird. Now we got one minute left, and I still haven't given my pick, which everybody cares about. Now, yeah, guys, you said grass. You, grass is green. You, you said the grass is green. Thinking around, around the backs. How about Sampan Bak, Thailand? It translates to it's the Great Canyon of Thailand. It is water with two canyons. Build a stadium in between. No people live there. Oh, but <laughs> if you build it, they will come. And Sam. Pan Bok, Thailand is the next great XFL city. You alright there? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You that black out for a second? That was real phlegmy. <laughs> oh. There's a lot going on in today. Oh. Like, guys, you guys are my jury, and I am your judge. And I gotta say, this case of the XFL files is closed. Thank you all for listening. We will be back next week with more hard-hitting XFL analysis. And until then, stay gold.